Hey everyone listening to the podcast, I'm trying to surprise you. I'm going to be using the Go Hair Craze website to do something fun. I'm going to pay one random person and you'll get 30 minutes with me on Skype for some business consulting, which will be super crazy value. And then I'm going to send you a bag full of goodies. I'll have some hoodies in there as well as some of our favorite hair products and services. So check it out. Everyone get in now and join today. You are now tuned in to the Real Beauty and Business Podcast. Listen up. What's up, everybody? It is Kayla Chanel, and we are back for another episode on the Real Beauty and Business Podcast. And today we get to sit down with Kristen and Madison out of Salt Lake City, Utah. And ladies, like I always tell folks, can nobody introduce you better than yourself? So I'll let you guys take it away. Okay. Thanks for having us on. We're so excited to be here. Yes. Um, okay. So we are sisters. We, um, I'm Maddie. I'm the younger sister. So we're 17 months apart and I'll just kind of introduce myself and then Kristen can introduce herself and then we'll, yeah. So I am, we're actually, I don't know, our stories are like the same, but we're both new moms. So I have a four, five month old baby and we're both master estheticians. We own a studio in downtown Salt Lake and we coach um, business beauty professionals. We do one-on-one coaching and then we also have a group coaching program and we have a podcast as well called the Beauty Mavens Podcast. Um, so that's more or less like what our business is. We live like 45 minutes north of Salt Lake. So in Ogden, um, yeah. Yeah. So beauty mavens, which is our business maven means expert or connoisseur. And then we're in the beauty industry. So we are, we like to be known as the beauty experts and then help other beauty entrepreneurs build their beauty business. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I love it. So how did you all really get started? I mean, you guys are sisters, which is really cool. I have a younger sister and we are the complete opposite. So, <laughs> um, I think it's cool that you guys are doing this together. So just kind of take us back. Like, where did this all begin? You guys going into the same industry, 17 months apart, bring us back to like where it all began. Okay, so I actually joined the beauty industry first. This is Kristen speaking. I went to college for like a semester and I was always just bouncing around. I like went to China and taught English and I came back to college. Then I went on a mission in Portugal. Then I came back to college and I'm like, okay, I don't think college is my thing. So I was always <laughs> trying to get away from it mm-hmm. move internationally. And then um, I had always kind of wanted to go to hair school. Um, but then I found out that estheticians was like, like actually a thing and the schooling was a lot shorter and you know, school's not my thing. So I was like, I think I would really like that. So I jumped in and Maddie was so offended that I wouldn't <laughs> finish college. She was like, what are you doing? Like, that's such a cop out. Everybody drops out of school and goes to beauty school. Like you need to get your bachelor's and then like maybe do it. And I was like, no, I'm going to do this and it's going to be good. So I went to beauty school and while I was there, um, I took a lash lift training through Elibana. It was the first one that they had ever done in Utah, just two weeks after they had actually come to the U.S. And I loved it. I was like one of the, so I was one of the very first ones to do it in Utah. 
and I made all my money back from the training within two weeks, even though wow. everyone told I know everyone's like, you can't charge $65 for lashes. No one had heard of what a lash lift was. And I'm like, yeah, I can. I'll do it. And I made all my money back within two weeks, which was amazing. And then just from there, I started growing my clientele. And I actually um, joined a partnership um, of an existing salon. And that's where Maddie came into the picture. Yeah, so I... Um... I went to school and I was doing a degree in public health, actually. Um, so I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I was just going for my degree. And I just like, and I always pictured having like a really, well, to be honest, when people would ask me what I wanted to do when I was older, I'd always say, I just want to be a mom. Like I didn't really, I wasn't like super career driven. I just... Mm. I just wanted to be a mom and like hang out with my friends <laughs> and I just wanted to have like a very flexible lifestyle. I love to travel. Um, so I didn't really know like exactly what I wanted to do, but I was going through school and then I graduated school and I was just kind of looking at the job options and a lot of them were just like the corporate world. And I was like, that, this is not me. Like that's, I don't know. It's not me at all. And so I was kind of looking and then I was looking at what, Kristen was doing and how she would like go to Salt Lake one day a week and make a thousand dollars in a day and like she could go on trips whenever she wanted just like this lifestyle that I had always wanted and I was like wait and I was like and it looks like like when I would go she would do my lashes or whatever I was like this is fun like you're just like around girls all day hanging out (laughs) okay I want that so then I I did an apprenticeship under her, so she got her instructor's license. I did an, an apprenticeship for my master aesthetics license, and then it was, like, in the middle of that, that Kristen's business partnerships started going south, um, so that was kind of a hard time. We were like, well, crap, what do we do? Because um, it ended really abruptly. Literally, mm. just the day was like, okay, we can't do this anymore. And so, um, this was who again? You were, this was Kristen, you were working underneath someone, or no, what I, was going on? So, I joined as a 50 50 business partner with somebody that had already like had an existing salon. So, I just came on as a partner. Got and it. That lasted about six months before you realized that our goals were completely different. And, um, it just wasn't going to work out. So it like, it, like she said, it ended pretty abruptly one day to the next. And then we were both like, well, crap, what are we going to do? Like we have clients that were supposed to come in tomorrow. So we're like, okay, we took the day and we went to a Starbucks and we just like brain dumped all of our business ideas. Like, how are we going to make this work? We went and toured like a ton of different booth rental places. And we find the finally found a place that worked for us. But that is the day that beauty mavens was born And we did it with an intent to eventually start, we wanted to start a podcast. So with with the intent to eventually start a podcast and be a resource for beautypreneurs in the industry. That, that was a lot. So what was the timeframe of that? Kristen, you had already started, you had the partner. How long were you already into, I guess, doing the lashes and Madison coming on board? Like, could you kind of give us a timeframe? Yeah, so I I started going to beauty school in 2015. Um, I finished in like May of 2016, and I think I became a partner. Let's see when was that? 
the next May, so a year later. And I was only a partner with her for six months <laughs> before we did Beauty Mavens. And so me and Maddie have been working as business partners together for a little over two years. Got it. So it kind of came about May-ish of 2017. So, I mean, is there any advice that you would give then from your experience of deciding, you know, or figuring out the right partner? Because, you know, maybe what, what happened to the gap of, okay, wow, our goals are completely different. Was that conversation just never had in the beginning of deciding to partner with each other? Yeah, so I jumped on very eager to, okay, so the girl that I partnered with was very good at making money and working with clients, Mm -hmm. but whole organizational business efforts were absolutely terrible. And I'm just naturally like, I really enjoy that part of the business. So I was like, hey, I'll come on as your partner. I can totally organize the back end and like you also take clients too, but you're really good at like that client communication and all that. So like, it'll be a great partnership. And that's like the depths that we looked into it. So I signed a contract, I jumped right on. And then um, I had only known her for how long? About a year, but it was just like very superficial, just like seeing her a couple of days a week. But then once I was business partners with her, I was able to see like, we were all able to see both sides of all of each other. And it was just, our personalities weren't a great fit. Our morals, everything was just like so polar opposite. And I felt like everything I was trying to do to organize the back end of the business and like make things a hundred percent legal were then like being destroyed by her effort. So it was like, this isn't working out. Like I can't do this anymore. And that's why it was like very abrupt when I was leaving because I was like trying, trying, trying so hard to get everything organized and legalized and then everything was backfiring. So, and the one thing I would say is very important if you're going to have a business partner is make sure you know them, make sure you know everything about them, go on vacation with them, like spend a whole 24 hours with them and make sure you know everything about them, that you're comfortable and you actually trust them. And then another thing I would say is read the contract because I signed the contract and it was really long. So I honestly didn't read the whole thing, but we had verbally communicated like, okay, we're going to be 50, 50 partners. Um, but then when I was leaving, I found out that I was only 50, 50 um, owner of the financial aspect, but everything, all of the assets I had no ownership over. So I could wow. bank account 50, 50% of that. And that was like a huge blow because we had invested a ton of money into all of our inventory and beds and the salon. And anyway, so read your contracts and make sure that you really, really know the person and you really trust them before going into business with anybody. So now you're at this point where we're at May 2017. You guys are sitting in Starbucks having this intense conversation and brain dumping, all this great stuff. And pretty much walking to getting into uh, um, finding a studio. So kind of what was that process? Because I could only imagine like how scary it is to literally go from having everything you need literally to not having anything at all. Yeah, I feel like it was definitely overwhelming. Like Mm -hmm. we literally had nothing. Um, But we just kind of like took it one step at a time and we one thing that we did that like we're both really proud of is that we didn't borrow any money. So we just did it like everything within our means. 
we like we're pretty scrappy about it. So we just like, okay, we can only afford one bed. So we only actually did we get did we start with one bed or two? I think we started with one. So we just started with one bed and like we can we can't afford a laptop. So we're just <laughs> gonna share my old laptop from school. You know, like we just anything we could do, okay, we we have to have products, so we like bought just as much as we could have like we we didn't just go in and like buy everything we wanted to do we're like these are the services we can afford to do so we didn't have any facials on our books at first because we didn't have the money to invest in facial products or the back bar even though we knew how to do that so we just like started with lash lifts and lash extensions and uh actually we didn't even do lash extensions we just did lash lifts at first now that I think about it and then slowly as we were like making money, then we would like invest in an office chair and then we would do <laughs> more clients. Invest in a second bed. Invest in a second bed. And then we did more clients and then we took a lash extension course and then did more clients, made some more money. And then eventually got to the point where we outgrew our tiny, tiny little room because it was only 160 square feet. It was so small. Wow. Yeah. And so then we, we didn't actually intend on opening a storefront. And at the building that we were in, they were opening a storefront around the corner. So they were, they asked us if we wanted to open there. And we were like, it wasn't the goal of ours to open a studio, but we knew we needed more space and we really liked the area. So we were like, sure, let's do it. And so again, we just took the little money we had and got a couple more chairs. And like, we just did everything super, super on a budget and um, just like really slowly it like felt fast and it was fast looking back but like it was slow like we definitely were launching things and doing things before we were ready like nothing nothing was set in stone we were just like okay we just we just got to keep figuring we just figured it out as we went and just like took a step and then all these things would come up and we're like okay now let's like put out these fires figure this out take another step you know and then more things would happen and we'd have to figure it out take another step and that's just like pretty much how our whole business has gone. I call that like functioning or not worrying about the how, because you know, it's, it, I always tell people it has nothing to do with the how. If you set your goals or have it set in your mind, what is it that you want to achieve? The how will figure itself out in the process of you getting there. Um, so some people get so hung up on like having this concrete business plan and it has to go this way. And as you're working through it, it never goes that way. Right. So I think it's cool, um, being able to adapt as things change and just like saying, okay, Hey, this is where we're at. How, you know, um, what can, how, what are the things that we can do to navigate through this particular situation now? Um, so that is functioning without really understanding or knowing the how, just um, making it happen, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. So it, uh, to me, in perspective, it does seem like it happened fast to go from, um, you know, the small studio to a storefront. I mean, we just got into 2020 and you all sat down at Starbucks back in 2017. You know, that is. I think pretty aggressive. So because it sounds to, to the average person, I guess that's listening. Um, it sounds very expensive. So you both are working in this business full time. You have to take care of yourself financially, fund your business financially, and you're doing it all bootstrapped. Right. So yeah, from the time we started in that tiny room to when we opened our storefront was September, January, February, March, five months. Five months. 
so it was fast and um we just I think we both at the beginning invested 7,000 so we had 14,000 to work with but that honestly went by by so (laughs) fast in our 160 square foot room like that's how much it costs to like get all the supplies for that room and then like I said we still didn't have everything we needed and we slowly added on but we were just doing clients like working our butt off and um we didn't have babies at the time so we were working our books were open Monday through Friday 10 to 7 not that we had a client every single hour but we were open to take clients whenever they could get in so we were were very we were making a lot of money that way but we were working ourselves to death and every every penny that we were making we were just investing right back into the business and like when we opened we didn't have a front desk like we didn't even have a desk like we just had our beds like and then probably a couple months later we ended up getting we still don't really have a desk we just have like a little what is that called it's like almost like a little buffet like a little side table thing that we turned into (laughs) that we turned into a desk like (laughs) a couple hundred dollars at a consignment consignment shop. shop like we just it's actually really cute. It's uh, all glass and mirrors. <laughs> but, like, we just did things, like, slowly. And um, I'm trying to think of other things we didn't have when we opened. We didn't have a little, like, we didn't have our chairs that we have. We didn't have, I think we got retail shelves at the beginning. Mm-mm. No, we didn't. Those came later. Those came later. So we just opened, and it just looked big and bare, and it just had beds in it. But people still came, and we still did our clients. And then as we could afford it, we... Would add things would on. Would add things on. So we reinvested. We always took, like, a little bit of money home. Um, but both of our husbands have, like, careers. So we didn't really need it at the time. So we would always take a little bit of money home. But really, every almost every penny was going back into, back the, into the business. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, to put, really, you know, to put it in perspective, the money that you made went back into the business. You both were married at the time. So, you know, there wasn't um, as a lot of pressure as to providing for your like day-to-day personal life um so five hundred dollars a week home each yeah so I mean it wasn't nothing but it was good it was like good money at the time but we didn't really like yeah you said we were supported at home so we didn't really need the full paychecks got it got it got it that makes a lot of sense so now you're in your new location um which is a, a a bigger space um probably taking on more uh, money out of pocket to uh, fill in this space with new product as well as probably more money in rent. Um, how were you all getting clients in the seat? Yeah, our rent like more than tripled <laughs> in this new space. But um, it to get clients in our seats, we um, in the beginning when we were in the small space, we just treated our existing clients like gold like we would do everything for them um let them earn discounts things like that we never do discounts for new clients um that's not how we find new clients we just treat our existing clients like gold and um, have a referral program so then they will tell their friends to come to us and um, a lot of social media instagram is where we mainly advertise and i will say like we we're investing in education and using like the, the best products. So we were giving them the best service. And we, even though we had a tiny space, we like had really comfortable beds. We got like these four inch, we were on massage tables at the time. 
which I don't recommend. <laughs> like jacked up my guy. <laughs> Got these like four inch um, memory foam. memory foam pads and these really comfy blankets. So like anywhere where we could like make it seem luxurious, we made it feel like that for the clients. Even though like in our head we were like this is 160 square feet, or, you know, or now we're I guess now we're in our in our space, but in our space we're like. How big is your new space? It's still not huge. It's, um, oh, it's only 700 square feet. So, I mean, that's like basically seven times the size yeah. <laughs> that you were in. So it's how huge how, compared how, to where you were at. Right. We were able to get five beds in and a nail desk when we, uh, the nail desk came a little bit later, but like that's all that we can fit in our space. That's good. That's good. Congratulations to you guys. So, um, Basically, to get new clients in the seat, you're using social media um, and referral programs with your existing clients to bring in new people and then treating your existing clients like star, you know, celebrities, like making it as um, a great of experience as possible. So can you talk a little bit about social media? Um, how are you all using social media to build your platform um, not only just for your business, but also your podcast that you're doing as well as, um, your coaching side. Every time we post, we try and provide some sort of value, whether it's entertaining, inspiring, um, sharing our story or giving a practical business tip or trick. Now who does that? Do both of you work on that? Because I swear creating content is like a full-time job. Um, so to be able to balance producing content for two different accounts for two different, you know, clients or, or, you know, prospective clients, um, and still managing your salon. That's a lot. It is a lot. And so, yes, we both do both, but the, the account for our clients, we use it as a portfolio. So we're not putting so much work into the captions and things like that. We're just making sure we have really pretty, pictures so then when clients find us they're like oh yeah I want my lashes to look like that mm -hmm. um but collective account Maddie does more of the design element she like makes sure that she creates the graphics and um puts the pictures in order and then I do a lot of the writing and I write the captions out so it's definitely a combined effort it's a lot of time though even when both of us are working on it I swear I I, I mean I know Okay, so what, what is the ultimate goal for you guys? I mean, you have um, quite a few things that you're working on that's creating multiple streams of income, which is something that, you know, we definitely try to educate to people is how do you create multiple streams of income out of the one thing that you're doing? So what what is like, do you know, do you have an end goal or your chief aim of what you're ultimately working towards? Honestly, our... It like changes every year. We like sit down and are like, what do we want to do next? Um, but for this, so we like you look at it more like year by year. And but ultimately, like we want to, we have our beauty, our master mavens um, group coaching program, and it's a monthly subscription. And we want that to become like our main source of income so that we can spend all our energy on creating content for them which is like similar content to what we're creating on the podcast you know it's all it's all um coaching and educating the beauty professional um so you really want that and then like with our one-on-one -on -one coaching business so we 
our goal is to not have to be in the studio doing clients. Um, mm, okay. We, we like the more of the business side of things and educating. And that was one thing like with going to school and doing our apprenticeships and stuff is like, you come out of school and it's like, no one told me I have to be a graphic designer and I have to be able to write good copy for my website. And I have to be able to design a website and send emails. And I have to, sorry, there's a really loud airplane. <laughs> um, and nobody, nobody even teaches you how to rebook your clients in school or sell retail. And all of those things are like vital to owning yeah. a business, surviving in this beauty industry, even if you're as an employee. Yeah. So That's we, great. we, um, like I said, we, we did our business like pretty scrappy from the beginning and we just like took what we knew and we invested in a lot of, um, business education. And so we just want to give back and we want other people who are in the beauty industry to be able to have these resources and not have to like dig and spend so much time and money looking for them but to just have them all accessible awesome I think a lot of people would need that especially like you said you know people that are coming out of beauty school or whatever whether that's hair or makeup or nails um they're not taught the business side they're taught this information they need to be really good at their craft, but you're really running a business. And I, I think it's almost like a shocker for some people coming out, like, you know, all these different things that go into running a business, especially in such a digital age of how everyone is on social media. Like if you're not on social media and you're in a beauty industry, like you're doing a huge discredit to yourself. And if you're not figuring out how to master social media, you're doing a huge discredit to your business. So um, I think that's really cool what you guys are doing. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. So we do this thing on the podcast. We ask you five quick questions looking for five quick responses. So the first question is, what do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, you want quick responses? (laughs) (laughs) I wish my 20-year-old self knew a lot of business tips because it took me a lot of money and time to invest into these. But And then it was all just going to work out. Mm, I like that. Uh, What is your favorite tool that you're using right now to build your business? I'd say my favorite tool right now is our current business coach. We've gone through a couple, but I feel like the one we have right now is very aligned with us. And she... It's helping us reach out our goals. So business coach, if you don't have one, get one. I think it's cool to, if you're going to say, you know, for someone to have something that you can speak from your own experience. So that the fact that you all are business coaches for those in the beauty industry to have your own personal business coach as well, then you can really explain the value in why having a coach is so vital to um, your career, your business, or whatever it is that, you know, you're getting coaching on. So I think that's really cool that you mentioned that. Yeah, I think everyone needs a coach. Even Olympic athletes and professional athletes, they all have coaches. So we need them in our business too. Exactly, exactly. All right, what's your favorite book? I really like Kevin Hart's book. Again, a fun one to listen to. It's called I Can't Make This Up, Life Lessons. And it talks about his life and his story. And it's like, I, it's hilarious because it's Kevin Hart but it's also like 
so inspiring to see where he came from and how he got to where he is today. And like, it was not easy and it, it like took a lot of failing. So I really like. Yeah. His Netflix like documentary was pretty cool. Have you guys watched it? Uh-uh. Yeah, it's on Netflix and it has a couple of different episodes and it literally just walks through from like the beginning of his career to pretty much current. And a lot of the video or footage, he's probably been recording this for the past couple of years. So I don't know if he knew he would be doing this Netflix thing, but um, it really was just cool to see like how much that man works. He is uh, just grind so hard. Um, so it's yep. really good. We usually ask if you're married and have children, which you kind of touched on a little bit. So if you want to say anything regarding that. Yeah, we're both married and we both have two little babies. Well, we each have one little baby. <laughs> Maddie says five months old, mine is three months old. Awesome. And how many hours of sleep do you guys get at night? Oh, gosh. Right <laughs> now, I probably get, he's been waking up like twice in the middle of the night, but collectively I probably get like six or seven I go to bed late yeah I'm I like to go to bed early I feel like my sweet spot where I'm happiest is if I get eight hours of sleep um it's different with the baby but that's like my ideal oh yeah they're they're tiny now so they're waking up multiple times a day yeah my daughter still wakes up sometimes in the middle of the night. I'm just like, when is this ever going to stop? <laughs> when are you going to just sleep, child? I went out of town for um, a week for this conference or something. And that was the first time I've been away from my daughter for that long of a period of time. And I thought I would feel really terrible about it. But I was just so happy to sleep in the bed and not be interrupted. <laughs> Like, I was like, can I stay for one more day, please? (laughs) But um, last thing, I know you mentioned a little bit earlier, but where can people find you? So our Instagram is at Beauty Maidens Collective. And I feel like that has links for everything from there. But our podcast is Beauty Maidens Podcast. And it's on everywhere you listen to podcasts. And yeah, I think those are the two main places we want people to go. All right, the episode is over. Please leave a review and subscribe up on Apple. It will mean a lot, a lot, a lot to me. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.